This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, September 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's satellites. Wine grapes added to CFAP. Newsom adds farm worker tax benefits. USDA funding drama. CFAP 2 lauded. Sign up kicks off. Atrazine gets interim okay. Wine grapes added to CFAP. In announcing the second round of the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, USDA has included wine grapes on the list of eligible commodities. CFAP assistance has been an important goal for the California Association of Wine Growers for the past five months, said John Aguirre, president of the California Association of Wine Grape Growers. Representative Mike Thompson's leadership and the support of the California congressional delegation has proved invaluable to this effort. Newsom signs bill expanding tax credits to help farm workers. Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill Friday that expands access to tax credits for undocumented workers. The state expanded the tax credits from $400 million to more than a billion last year. An estimated two out of three eligible workers under the new expansion are essential workers, including farm workers, that, according to the governor's office, nearly a quarter work in the ag industry. These Californians are taxpayers and should be treated like taxpayers, said Newsom. Reclamation releases plan for fixing the Frank Kern Canal. The Bureau of Reclamation has released the final draft of its plan to repair a 33-mile sag in the Frank Kern Canal that has fallen victim to subsistence. Reclamation Commissioner Brenda Berman said this delivers on President Trump's February promise to modernize water infrastructure in the West. Restoring the capacity of the Frank Kern Canal is critical to providing reliable water supplies to one of the most agriculturally productive regions in the nation, she said. Stopgap funding agreement is due. The nation's attentions will be riveted this week to the Supreme Court vacancy left by the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But Congress still faces a looming deadline for keeping the government funded after the new fiscal year starts October 1. The text of a continuing resolution is expected to be released as soon as today. One of the last remaining issues to be resolved into the weekend was the replenishment of the USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation account. Aides told AgriPulse yesterday afternoon that Democratic congressional leaders had still not signed off on the CCC funding. The House is supposed to vote on that continuing resolution this week. You can follow developments at AgriPulse.com and also read our Washington Week Ahead. AgriPulse Summit focus on food security. Today, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue and the chairman and ranking members of the House and Senate Agriculture Committees will headline the AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit being held online this year. The summit will explore the links between food security and national security and will feature some top thought leaders in U.S. and global agriculture. Among the speaker, Jose Andres, the chef and anti-hunger advocate, executives from companies such as Beringer, Ingelheim, Elanco, and Indigo, and the U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Food and Agriculture Programs, Kip Tom, and retired General William E. Kip Ward, inaugural commander of AFRICOM. Sign-up starts for CFAP2. Enrollment kicks off today for the second round of coronavirus relief payments to farmers, 
which is being expanded to numerous additional commodities under expanded payment rules. House Agriculture Committee Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota welcomed the new rules, noting that the commodities newly eligible for the coronavirus food assistance program include turkey at all classes of wheat. Peterson said there are some good things in this second CFAP plan, and the secretary should be commended for simplifying the application process for specialty crop growers and making sure livestock producers like the turkey growers in my district have what they need. It also expands the program to all classes of wheat and makes sure most commodities left out in the first round receive some support. He pointed out that ethanol producers and contract poultry growers remain ineligible for the program. USDA says it lacks legal authority to make payments to these sectors. Take note, in the cost-benefit analysis of the new rules, USDA estimates the payments will eventually total $13.2 billion. The largest share of that, $5.7 billion, is expected to go to producers of row crops, with the largest amount going to corn. Another $2.5 billion expected to be paid for beef cattle, $2.2 billion for specialty commodities, and $1.3 billion for milk. Those estimates take into account the impact of the $250,000 per producer payment limit. Keep in mind, USDA had estimated the CFAP-1 payments would total $16 billion. So far, USDA has paid just under $10 billion. You can read our report on CFAP-2 and the rules at agripulse.com. COVID recovery for agriculture is slow. Despite recent strengthening in commodity markets, a top agriculture economist says the ag sector is recovering from COVID-19 economic hits, but slowly. John Newton, chief economist of the American Farm Bureau Federation, says the challenge is not over because coronavirus is still here. Newton told AgriPulse, we're not back to work. Business travel has not resumed. Kids aren't in schools across the country, and things could go backwards. Restaurant growth has slowed considerably since states reopened and will likely plateau, he said. Newton also notes that the uh, ethanol sector is still 10% of year-ago levels on processing capacity. Enviros decry EPA move on atrazine. Reaction to EPA's interim decision clearing atrazine for re-registration came swiftly from environmental groups. They say the agency did not adequately take into account data showing harmful effects of the environment and human health. The Center for Food Safety and Center for Biological Diversity, both frequent litigants in pesticide matters, say the decision puts both children, flora, and fauna at risk. Atrazine, quote, is extremely toxic to aquatic plants, fish, and amphibians, and has also been associated with adverse reproductive impacts and cancer, said CFS science policy analyst Bill Fries. Both groups said the product should be banned. By the way, Syngenta said it's reviewing the EPA decision and had no immediate comment. What Wheeler says? Well, in announcing the interim decision in Missouri on Friday, EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler said the decision, quote, is another example of the Trump administration taking action in support of America's farmers one of our strongest allies in our mission to protect public health and the environment. The benefits of atrazine in agriculture are high, so these protections give our nation's farmers more clarity and certainty concerning proper use.
Here's today's He Said It. We've a hero on our side. Uber has Ted Cruz. That San Jose Assembly member Ash Clara. Clara was tweaking praise for farm worker rights icon Dolores Huerta announcing her opposition to Proposition 22, which would free up app-based drivers as independent contractors. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, September 21st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.